0: This is Dojo Live, tech without borders, stories that bring us together. Welcome to another great episode of Dojo Live this Thursday, August 31st, 2023. My name is Kim Lantis and joining me, as per the usual, is co-host America Guerrero. Hey, Kim. Hey, Deepak. Nice to meet you. Yes. Hi. And that's right. Our guest today, Deepak Jane, who is the CEO and founder of Wink. And as America said, thank you for joining us, Deepak.
1: Oh, very nice to meet you both. And thanks for having me.
0: Yes, it's our pleasure. You know, today we're going to be talking all about e commerce and not just e commerce, biometrics and e commerce. I'm really excited about this. I think I said in my video, it reminds me of. Super future stuff, right? Like movies like Minority Report and other things. Um, and so <laughs> it's here. Like, I cannot believe this is actually possible and no longer just a fiction. So we're ready to dive into it. But before we do, we'd like to know the Deepak story. Deepak, what's your, your passion and, um, you know, what's kind of led up to founding Wink?
1: Um. Uh- yeah, my passion is really bringing to market innovative technologies, uh, and especially things that uh, you can't easily pinpoint as having been done before. Uh, so, really like to to bring uh, things that are innovative first to market, and I've done that across uh, you know a few different startups. Um, my first journey way back in 2007 in the entrepreneurial world was with the idea that your smartphone is going to start replacing a lot of things like your credit cards and your boarding uh, passes. And, and you
0: were completely right.
1: <laughs> and, uh, so we built a technology to allow uh, the smartphones to do that securely and nicely. So that was the first attempt, and where we got uh, a lot of great experience working with some of the main uh, financial institutions the, the 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 networks like visa and mastercard some of the largest banks um, so got a lot of learning and relationships through that venture and then in my next venture i experimented with the idea of blockchain and see what might be a great use case of blockchain outside of trading cryptocurrencies so we we built a platform that would allow consumers to trade unused uh, gift cards, and uh, and uh, that's a problem. It's a small problem, but in the large scheme of things, it's a big problem. It's a 40-
0: everybody, everybody can relate to that.
1: Everybody, and, and it's not
0: because you're ungrateful. You're just like thanks, but I don't, I don't shop at this place.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we built a, a platform. Uh, and, and got to learn a lot of issues that are faced by retailers and brands, you know, um, they, they want to offer a great experience to consumers. And as online traffic has grown, as e-commerce has grown, so has uh, the exposure to potential fraud. So has been the exposure to um, bad people that try to take advantage of uh, the fact that internet has made things easy to access. So, um, so we got a lot of great learning on what retailers are looking for, what brands are looking for, what kind of problems exist in the area of e-commerce and and fraud, and that essentially led to. Uh, the realization that the biometric technology, if used properly and if used safely, can really help address a lot of burning uh, topics in e-commerce, as well as in some of the upcoming uh, ways in which consumer interact with brands, with retailers. So that's essentially how WING came about.
0: All right. I love it. Okay. So let's let's dive into the topic and how this uh associates with Wink, We're hoping to answer the question of, how can biometric authentication, authentication,
2: sorry, redefine online transactions and user experiences for retailers? So please share with us the answer.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so one big drawback today of online transactions is that the retailers do not actually know who is shopping on their website. They may know through a username or password some idea about who might be shopping. But that by itself creates a issue where someone else could be pretending to be you. Because consumers are not very scrupulous with their passwords. They same they share the same password across multiple different merchants and, and websites. So if it gets stolen in one place, it gets compromised everywhere. So there is really no system today that allows a merchant to really safely transact with a human being. There is not even today with the advancement of AI and bots out there, there isn't a technology uh, available that could safely tell a merchant that they are transacting with a live human being and not with a computer or, or a bot or an AI pretending to be a consumer. And this is really a source of fraud. This is um, a problem that needs addressing. Um, and this is where Wing comes in. We have built the technology that uses the camera, the selfie camera that's omnipresent on all devices whether it's a phone or a tablet or uh, or a computer, to actually give that level of assurance to the merchant that that online transaction that they are having with a consumer is is with a live human and it's not with someone who is pretending to be somebody else. And that really addresses a lot of fraud that uh, Mm. has the potential of really taking the fraud down to zero. Uh, Wow. in in the world of of, of online
0: commerce. So how does this work in terms of, we're also talking about user experience. So we want it to be a seamless one. We want it to be a really good experience. Is is Wink something that's hanging out there in the background or is it something that I have to register for and be a a Wink user? How does it work for me in terms of the consumer?
1: Yeah, you as a consumer, the first and the foremost is is your privacy. And we are very, very mindful of the fact that uh, you do not want, as a consumer, to be watched or tracked. So, Wink does not hang out in the background or anything. Wink is a voluntary action that you, as a consumer, uh, need to take to essentially log in to a merchant using your face and, if needed, your voice. Uh, as a alternative to username and password, which are unsafe, so you uh, you consent as a consumer to opt in and use your face and voice, something that you can never forget, you know, and something that no one else can use uh, to you enter into your account. So you voluntarily set that up, and once you have set that up, you can connect those with payment methods that you have been issued to you by banks or by companies like PayPal or Venmo or others. And once you have connected your biometrics, your face and voice with those payment instruments, all you need to do is accept to turn that selfie camera on for a momentary uh, few seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the let Wink authenticate you securely and pull up your information and securely provide that to the merchant whether it's your email address, your phone number, your shipping address, your payment information, so that the merchant can make that safe transaction with you. It's like shopping in store, where you show up in person, you smile at the merchant, and you hand them your card, right? You're just doing that virtually, just like we are having this virtual conversation over a camera right now, we have uh-huh. ha- brought that same experience online you turn on the camera you smile at the merchant the merchant gets your information and the merchant knows that they are dealing with a human being and so how sorry. are you
0: oh go ahead kim i you was just a... going to i was just going to say so in terms of like i still have to have my initial login my account set up and everything with each merchant and so there are passwords at play but it's a convenience factor also like this layer of i am also activating wink this is me and now in the future, all I have to do is smile.
1: Yeah. So with our system, their passwords are never play. Okay. So um, the merchant can choose to replace the password, uh, their password system with Wink, which means your face, your voice, and the information about your device, whether it's your phone or your computer, these things work together oh. to replace username and password. So they go away. Uh, even a pin mm-hmm. or an OTP that some of the merchants send you know one-time code over mm-hmm. SMS to do a second mm-hmm. layer of authentication, that goes away also. Wow because wink implicitly takes multiple factors in in, in its uh, consideration, your device data, your facial data, and if needed, your voice data. Mm-hmm. We take those factors into account. And we never need to have to resort to a password
0: i love i love the voice data anybody else get the edna mode
1: <laughs> yeah
0: incredible that's totally what's coming to my mind yeah and i'm also thinking
2: how are you facing these ai filters that i have seen in TikTok, tock people that for example like self-faking yeah. yeah yeah how do you uh, face fortunately
1: that? there is technology that is available that allows us to differentiate between a live person in front of the camera and a flat image of that person being presented through, you know, another screen, right? Even if, you know, this is my photo, my family's photo. If I were to present this, even though it's my face, we can detect that this is coming through a flat screen versus me live in, in 3D. So, okay. with that technology that we have built, we can reject someone presenting a AI-generated image of me, or even an AI-generated voice of me, huh. and and we play that to the uh, to the computer and try to get access to my account. We can reject those through a process called liveness detection, which which really truly only allows a human being's face and a human being's voice, uh, to be authenticated.
0: Hmm. How does this work in terms of like, you you mentioned device authentic, authentic, authentication. Is that the word? Authentication. Um, but what happens if I'm using a device that's not mine? Like if I happen to be staying the weekend at my brother's house or I don't know, um, using my husband's cell phone and his Amazon account because he's the one who's got the prime discount and I don't, but it's okay that I'm using it because I'm, well, not maybe legally, I am authorized, right, by my husband. What does this look like? Is that where the voice comes into play where it's like, okay, this isn't your device, is your face, now talk to me.
1: That's right, that's right. So the first thing we do is we look at the device and if it's your device, we will check your face. And if those two things match, you're in. If we look at your device and it's a new device, we look at it at at you as a new user. And then we look at your face and we'll say, well, this face belongs to Kim, but we need a second factor. So then we'll prompt you for voice. And that's how a new device will get added to your account. Uh, And so we automatically learn the third factor if the two factors match. So if the device and face match, we'll learn your voice. If the face and voice match, we'll learn a new device. So um, the AI... That kind of
0: leads to my other question with the voice and the device match, but the face doesn't. Because, I mean, a lot of women, I mean, there's men too, but like mostly women, right? Some of us wear heavy makeup and there's who you maybe have a day where you're like, I'm not wearing makeup today. And when, when you show up, a lot of people are like, well, are you okay? Are you sick? And you're like, no, I'm just not wearing it or yeah. even next or, or if we take off on. our glasses yeah. or if I'm bruised or um i don't know get a haircut like all I'm, of these things yeah. men shaving yeah. off their beards or adding a beard like how how does that work
1: yeah, it works because we take the face and we break into about 30 independent vectors. And these vectors are, you know, the shape of your eyes, the shape of your eyebrows, the ears, the lips, the cheek bridge, you know. Skin tone has got very little to do with it. Uh, facial hair, yes, is, uh, you know, could, could interfere with, with certain uh, aspects of the face. Mask can interfere, certain type of sunglasses uh, can interfere with, with the vectors. So what we do is we assign a confidence level between 0 to 100, right? And of how many vectors are, are matching when you show up. And depending on where that uh, confidence level is, also combining that with what device you're on lets us decide if we need your voice or not and if we do decide that yes we, your face is looking like it's you but the confidence is below a certain threshold which means that you may be you know having uh some alteration to your your face could be cosmetic could be a hat or a scarf or whatever will then decide to prompt for voice and that helps us again increase that confidence level to uh, to a very high level allowing you to uh To come in, so most situations are able to be handled without resorting to uh, to a pin code or a password.
0: Okay, and then that's the backup. I mean, let's say I'm feeling really sick. I'm puffy. I look terrible. My voice is also raspy or just not really my own, um, and I can't get in. (laughs) So that that's the ultimate. Then is like okay. Let's just go back to the old school password. Or how does that that's work? That's up to yeah.
1: That's up to our customers to uh, to handle. Uh, if they would like to enable a backup, they're always free to enable a backup, right? Uh, Google sign in or whatever they would like as a backup. Uh, that's really up to the, our customers to decide. You know, nice. certain use cases, you know, they would want a backup, and as you, as you rightly said. Um, and and it's really their choice as to what kind of backup to wink login uh, or wink authentication they want to enable on their uh, on their website.
0: How That's new? Fast. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, how fast is this? But we can address that after America's question. Oh, thank you, Kim.
2: How new and uh, your smartphone needs to be to have this technology available on your phone. I mean, I'm imagining my grandma who has a cell phone who is not that new as this one and she needs to log in into something. I mean, what are the standards of cell phones?
1: Oh, we only need a 720p camera, which is, you know, 15 years old and an internet connection. Uh, so that's about it. We have proven the technology on all sorts of devices, uh, old desktop computers, old laptops, old laptops, All smartphones, and even beyond phones and computers. We have tested this on a grayscale camera mounted on the rear view mirror of a car. Uh, So you enter the car and, you know, you can be recognized. Uh, The driver, this is called driver recognition. This is where commerce is moving beyond your phone, right? And we believe, going back to my earlier statement that we like to do things that no one has done before. Uh, We anticipate that in the future, the reliance on the mobile phone and the mobile app is going to go down. As you get into a a car that's connected, it already has a 5G connection, it's a semi-autonomous vehicle, you have a camera that's monitoring you, making sure that you're not drowsy or sleepy, in those environments, now commerce can take place. You can speak, you know, there is Siri or, or Google Assistant. You can tell the car, go take me to the nearest parking spot. And the car can automatically pay for it because, you know, Wings technology is in there. Or you could be in your home where you're automatically, uh, you know, quote-unquote logged in because you entered through your your front door and there was a doorbell camera in there. Uh, you were already authenticated, you're in your home, all you need to say to uh, Alexa is, uh, say, you know, buy me this, and you can automatically be charged, right? So um, so there are environments in the future where you will not have the reliance on the phone or mobile app. Uh, and that's where VIN technology comes in by utilizing uh, wherever there's a camera. You can have yeah. Google commerce
0: that's a really wild and extremely fast transition from your 2007 prediction of everything is going to become, a cell phones going to be necessary to now, not even 20 years later, to the cell phones are going to be becoming less and less necessary. That's right. You know, if, you look at,
1: if you look at yourself, your personality is very, very diverse, unique and sufficient for you to authenticate yourself wherever you go. You do not need a username, a password, a card, a keychain, a mobile phone to help in that. It wasn't the case maybe many years ago, but today with the available technology, you as an individual, you have everything that you need to authenticate yourself and pay Mm -hmm. uh, someone all that other party needs is a camera if you're not if you're not in, in front of them
0: it is wild and I can definitely see where we're leaning into of course this idea of revolution redefinition my question is with the technology that wink has and this the biometrics I see a lot of different use cases or potential ones right I mean even when it comes the first one that's coming to my mind is travel in terms of like checking in to, a hotel or to, you know, the, the airport or other places, um, daycares or whatever, like people who you know are authorized to pick up or drop off children, um, hospitals, even like, is this me? Can I receive this treatment or not? Give me my medication, you know, pharmacies, whatever. So why e-commerce? Why was this the vertical that you chose to focus on, um, first. And I guess the next question is Will it be the only vertical for Wink or are you hoping to expand elsewhere?
1: Oh, all of those points that you mentioned are conversations we have had. In fact, as recently as yesterday, I was talking to a pretty large hospital chain in, in California talking about how they have to tag uh, people with a, a little bracelet to, to, to let them know what kind of medication and what kind of surgery. Uh, that they need and that uh, manual uh, error-prone process that uh, takes time and, and mistakes can happen uh, and that can be replaced by facial recognition uh, quite quite easily. Well, uh, that's
0: true. Or mothers uh, and babies having their matching wristbands. Yeah, We've was, all heard the horror that. stories of being mixed uh-huh. up at birth.
1: Exactly, exactly. So yeah, those are all conversations we are uh, that we're having. However, as you know, with startups, you've got investors and with investors, you follow the money, right? As you follow the money, you look at where the quantum of fraud today is a huge problem, right? And the quantum of fraud, when you look at e-commerce, the amount of identity fraud, the amount of account takeover fraud, the amount of now threat that the AI revolution is causing, potential merchants for you know hackers taking advantage of ai to impersonate people and you know so this quantum of opportunity in e-commerce is here and now it is you know it's it's a problem to solve so as we look at you know building our company we pick the area where the quantum is is really big um but that doesn't mean we are not looking at some of these other opportunities in the healthcare, transportation, uh, retail and and many other segments where the technology can be deployed. Uh,
0: You know, and I I mean, it makes a lot of sense uh, perfect sense. It's extremely, extremely smart business tactic. Um, and it makes, it it just makes absolute sense in terms of wink and the ability to break down fraud. Do you have any numbers for us? I mean, what does in some of the use cases with retailers who have utilized your technology, have fraud come down? What percentage? Um, Or even for that matter, the flip side have sales increased. I mean, is it, is it just about fraud protection or is it also leaning into that user experience and how this is really cool. I like shopping here. I prefer to shop here because I get to have this experience.
1: Uh, We have data and we have assumptions. It's a little, It's a little early in our life cycle to make inclusive uh, sort of uh, stats available uh, yet, right? I mean, this is coming very soon in terms of uh, what kind of uh, fraud reduction, what kind of account takeover protection, what kind of, you know, identity uh, assurance, all the improvement in those key metrics. And this is something we are going to be releasing Soon, but for the moment, the data is there, but it's the, the the size of data is not large enough for us to make you know conclusive public right. statements.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Spoken like a true scientist and a politician. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but it's interesting. When you do release it, we can, of course, help out and have to include that here on, on your landing page at Dojo Live as well for any of our listeners and viewers who'd like to, to track that in the future. Um, you know, as we come to these final few minutes of the show, we've got about five or so minutes left before we have to say goodbye today. I wanted to lean back into your entrepreneurial decision, the very smart business decision of, why you leaned into e-commerce. What other advice might you have for people in the startup space who are hoping to create something like Wink? What has that experience been like for you? What maybe are some, you know, really do do this, it's worked out well for me or avoid doing this. It was one of the worst mistakes I ever made. Uh, What might you speak to that?
1: Well, you know, it all starts with people right, that's my advice is uh, pick the right people first, right? Your idea may not be uh, proven yet. You may not have full confidence whether or not your idea might work in the market, uh, whether you will be able to raise money or not. But if you pick the right team and if you pick the right folks that will stick with you, that will be available to work with you and pivot, and brainstorm, and actually produce something that's useful and uh, and interesting. You might, you know, have a few uh, changes in direction, which happens with every startup. Um, but I think it all comes back to uh, to people, and that's my advice, and that's what I did. Uh, in in my uh, third uh, venture here, is pick my team from my past ventures uh, and and really uh, really do this together. You know, this is this is where you want to surround yourself with uh, other like minded people. And the same goes with investors and board members and advisors. Uh, pick the right people. That is the number one. Uh, recipe that I would
0: what's your people picking process say that 10 times (laughs) (laughs) fast.
1: people that you can trust that they can trust you people who uh, are um, adaptive they can understand they listen well that uh, they can understand what you're saying and they can they have the capability to challenge you and be able to uh, to really point out opportunities, risks, rewards. You want a very productive two-way relationship, and that's what you pick. You pick people who are not strict or, or rigid, but people who are flexible, adaptive, love learning, love doing new things, and, and that's you know how it matches with your own, with your own culture. That's, uh, that's how we pick uh, our, team, our, our team members.
0: Thank you. America, you look like you had something to ask. I was
2: uh, remembering uh, um, these guests who said that, don't worry about hiring smart people, it's people who is smarter than you. And it, it resonated for me, this conversation, and something that I think that might be important to know is that when you hire the correct people, you can also sense this validation feeling when you're starting a startup, I think. You don't know where you're going, but you have the people who are going to be right there to support you, and that's really important.
1: And that's absolutely right. And that goes for investors and other mentors and advisors uh, that you that you surround yourself with. Right? The the more perspectives that you, as founder and CEO, can surround yourself with of people that you trust, whether it's people that work in your team or people who have chosen to uh, believe you through their funding or, or through their advice, I think it, all, it applies to everyone around you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Deepak, for your words of wisdom, your people picking process, and of course, for sharing all about Wink and biometrics with us. It certainly is perhaps a another phase right, of what's coming. Uh, and it's, it, again, it's just wild to me that all this has happened in just a span of less than 20 years. And who knows what's going to be happening in the next 20. Deepak knows. He has some really good feels of <laughs> of trajectories, right? I love it. We wish you and, of course, Wink nothing but success. Thank you so much for joining us here on Dojo Live.
1: Thank you, Kim and America. Enjoyed it. And Thank thanks, you. thanks again for having me.
0: Thank you. Stick around for just a minute as we go off air. But before we do, we'd like to remind our viewers that we've got a recap show coming up on Monday morning. So join us at 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific right here in Dojo Live as we talk all about you, Deepak, what we learned and what we enjoyed about today's show. (laughs) Until then, stay safe, everyone. Bye for now. Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com.